Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to the completion of my conversation with Anjoa Maximo. This little segment is all about self-confidence, all about walking in, feeling that you will be accepted no matter where you go, and being able to walk with confidence and believe in yourself. I found it incredibly inspiring to listen to her talk about all of that. This is the completion of our conversation. It's a little mini episode of just 30 minutes. This was over 90 minute conversation that we had, and I decided to break it out so that everyone could listen to it without feeling that they had to stay plugged in for an hour and a half. Please enjoy this episode. This was one of my favorite conversations about self-confidence, about valuing yourself, and about knowing that you are worthy. Enjoy. Stories. We all have them. They're the compilation of your journey from where you started to how you ended up where you are today. Titanium Blonde is all about sharing women's stories. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, and everything in between all of that. I'm Sherry Eckert. This is Titanium Blonde Talks. And I'd like to know, what's your story? So let me ask Uh you this. As a woman of color Uh and owning Uh a business, do you feel like you've bumped up any areas where you have had to get over hurdles and roadblocks because you're a woman of color? Not one, not one time. It has not come up. And I don't know if it's because I don't lead with that. Okay. It's not, um, it's not something that I am super, I'm conscious of it, but I don't walk into rooms with anticipation of anything other than that I will be accepted. If anything, I'm quite surprised if anybody were to look at me sideways, what planet are you from would be my response. So I, I personally have not found that. If anything, and Sherry, I think, you know, if you came to Groove Ride, you would see that um, while our, our guests are starting to diversify, the first Groove Ride is when one of the, you know, like, whitest areas. It's a very white, predominantly Jewish, wealthy area of Ohio. And they freaking love it. They love Groove Ride. They know who we are. They know my husband is Asian. They know that I'm Black Puerto Rican. He's Filipino. And they are fully in love and supporting not just the business, they know who we are. And I think they know who we are because we are on social media and they follow us and because we're present in the studio and we've created relationships with them. And it has never, to my knowledge, ever been an issue. If anything, it is, you know, it's just been nothing but love and support. Um, And of course, you know, there's a little bit of me, more so that I was concerned that what we were trying to bring more the, the, I hate to use the word edgy or on trend, but the vibe of yeah, but edgy is good. I like edgy. On trend is, but 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 edgy is good. trend is fleeting. You know, this is something that we we brought in what we loved into Groove Ride, and Groove Ride is about you know obviously community and all the things I spoke about. But what drives the studio is the beat of the music, and the music that has yeah. we came up with that that drove us was hip hop. So there was a little bit you know it's it's in the styling of the studio. It's it's we've got a giant desk in the front that looks like a big old school radio, like a big beatbox or a boombox. And, you know, there's a little bit of me that was like, is this going to fly? Are they going to like this? Are they going to rail again? Are people going to rail? Not, and not they as in any particular group of people, just people in general. general How are they going right. to feel? Because we're not in New York City and we're not in L.A., you know, like Dorothy. We definitely ain't in Kansas. Like We are in a <laughs> suburb of Ohio, not even downtown Cleveland for this first one. And it just, they got it. They loved it. And those that didn't wasn't for them. But those that got it loved it and they've been coming ever since. And it's, so it's never been to me something that comes up. If anything, I, I have been more conscious of it in that, am I doing enough? 
as a woman of color. And that, you know, there's this piece where it's like, well, you know, how do I carry that? Or what, what do I need to carry with that? And, you know, I, I talked to somebody once about, well, diversifying my staff a little bit more because right now it is predominantly white. Most of my teachers in my front of house. But to me, I also am very conscious of like deliberately going out to look for people of color to work in my studio. I feel like just organically, I want to draw the people who are drawn to work for me. And if those people happen to be people of color, that's amazing. That's great. And if they're not, that's amazing. That's great. Yes, I'm conscious. See, I, is that a, you know you you see where I'm going with this? Like I'm, I, you know, I'm not th- going to is... go out of my way looking and digging in, right? And I found that when I became more aware of just being that person in the community, the people of color have now gravitated. They're finding me. They're saying, "I want to work here. I want to teach here. I want to do this." It's not like tons of people the way I would love to. But I think what I've discussed with other friends too, is that me just doing what I'm doing, I am representing. I am representing and I'm hopefully giving people, other women of color in particular, the idea that, yeah, you know what? I can do this too, without having to go out there and and beat it over people's heads that I'm a woman of color running my business. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just going to be who I am and I'm going to run my business to the best of my ability. And I feel like that's going to speak for itself. I'll tell you a real quick story. I was on the news with one of the local morning guys and, you know, talking about the business, whatever, is a quick blip. I walk into Starbucks a few days later and black gentleman walks up to me and he's like, you were on the news the other day. And I said, I was. And he's like, I'm real proud of you, sis. And he gives me a pound. And I was like, like, I wanted to cry. Like I get emotional. I'm doing my thing and I'm still influencing and helping without having to go directly. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's not. Well, here's what I heard. You said, when I walk into a room, I expect to just be seen as who I am. So you don't walk in with an expectation or a chip on your shoulder that you are less than or somebody's going to see you as less than because of being a woman of color. You just walk in expecting to be accepted as who you are. So that's the, that's the energy you project Mm -hmm. so that the people that are going to accept you are, are going to be drawn to that. Right. And, and I get the sense that you don't necessarily have time for the people that, that don't want to accept you for whatever that reason is, right. That that's, that's not in your wheelhouse. I don't have to worry about that. That's a waste of time and me spinning my wheels. But the interesting thing is, is that you said, I'm not leading with that. I'm not leading as a woman of color. I'm just a woman. I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to make it so that people want to come and be a part of my business without having to make it be about religion or color or sex or any of those qualifiers. You're just working to open a space to have connection and community. Doesn't matter where you come from. You don't care. You just want them to come in and enjoy the beat, enjoy the vibe, come and work out and have a good time. And that's so Mm -hmm. impressive. I mean, I I understand that everybody, you know, everybody comes with their injuries and their traumas and all of that. and, And everybody has to do that on their own. But I love the fact that you talk about just creating the space of being who you are, of just realizing that you want to be accepted for who you are, regardless of what you look like, what your name is, whatever that is, that you just want to show up and be yourself and that you'll be accepted for that. And that's incredible. That's really incredible. Hats off to you. I appreciate that. I do. I, I just, it's just how I was raised. You know, it's, it's never been in, there were times definitely in my youth that 
it was brought to my attention, certain things that people wanted to point out, you know, that they didn't like. And this was coming from both sides of the table as far as if we're talking black and white, you know, growing up in New York City is a diverse city, but still there was there was the idea that I had a private school accent is what I was told. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and when I was when I was talking when I was talking with Brittany yeah. Hugenboob and she was making the que- the comment about, you know, she said, you know, oh, you have really nice hair for a black mm-hmm. girl or you speak really yeah. well, you know, really articulate for a black girl. And I was like, I can't believe that people would actually say that. Well, you have no idea I, the crazy shit people will say. I mean, I and, and again, but don't, what I don't, what makes me not throw punch people is going back to they only know what they know. They only know. know what they know. And, and, yeah. I, and I know that some people get upset because they're like, well, you're letting them off the hook too easily because they could find out more. But the thing is that people have to have, they have to have a, a reason to want to find out more. And if their universe is literally six blocks, so to speak, you know, to put it from Intisaki yeah. Shange yeah. for a second, if their universe is only six blocks and they don't know or have the motivation to look outside of the six blocks, or they've been told what's outside of those six blocks is scary, then yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. come to you with things that are like going to make them go, oh, wow, oh, wow, because you are literally like something that they've not seen because they've never, they've never witnessed, they've never, witnessed yeah. because they've never yeah. been outside their six blocks, right? So I, yeah. I try to hold that and not be offended anymore or angry anymore when people will make these comments. When I get upset is when I know people full well know better. And they, and do, they do it, it on, on purpose. purpose. Just that pisses me Right, exactly. That that pisses me off. And then, you know, then I'll have different words for those people. But, you know, I I do feel that this has just been, and I'm not going to say that I don't see it or I haven't had it. I've experienced it. My father was a college professor. The man worked for the Justice Department. He was a a global, uh, not ambassador, uh, he did dispute resolution on a global level, though. I mean, he was in Rwanda helping the tribes during that whole entire genocide. But he has done insane things. And I remember standing in New York City with him and I'm about 13 years old and we're trying to catch a cab and he's in a full on suit and every cab passes by with the light on. And I know they're available and I see there's no one in there. And to see his embarrassment and his anger and his shame that the, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you've done. That cab driver somehow thinks that you're standing here with a kid and you're going to rob him. That you're less than, less yeah. than, that you're going to rob him or you're not going to tip him. And that all these perceptions. And now again, that person only knows what they know, right? They're coming right. from what they know and what they know or what they've seen has been A, B, and C. And unfortunately, they're not thinking broad enough to go, this is not the situation here. Let me pick these people up. Okay. So it's tricky. It's hard. But I just haven't allowed it to shut me down and to stop me from thinking I can't walk into a room. Listen, you know what I did this last Sunday or last weekend? This was really fun. Um, my son, my oldest son is taking German. And so part of it is all these field trips. So I have now gone to a full on Christmas polka. <laughs> I didn't know this thing about so much. Um, last weekend, we went to hear a German brass band and it was called a music fest or something. And, you know, people are in full on lederhosen, the whole, oh my God, yeah, like a yeah. hall, right? Hundreds of people. And then we walk in and I was like, we're just going to walk in. And at first I was kind of like, I got in my head for a quick, hot second. I'm like, what's this going to be like? And I was like, well, it's going to be fine. We're just going to walk in and we'll just see. And sure, people turned. I'm sure people were like, who are they here with? Do they know someone in advance? Like, who are they? You know? And I struck up a conversation at the bar with this woman and she was lovely. And she was just like, what brought you here? Just curious. And I was like, well, my son is German. 
And oh, that's great. And I was like, we're having a great time. And we got the chance. She's like, you have a good time tonight. They're a really good band. I'm like, great. I'm sure we will. And that was it. But if I had walked in with the attitude that I'm going to be rejected. That's what you would have been well, met I would have been met with that or I would have read into everything as a microaggression. Yeah. When really that wasn't happening. Maybe they just didn't know you were standing there. Maybe they just assumed that you knew that somebody else was there. You know what I mean? But all of a sudden I'm going to create a story because I'm coming in with the idea that I don't belong. Well, you already have that story of I don't belong when I walk through the door and then you so just you'll look for every reason why you don't belong. Even and I and I say this too when going back to the studio situation when people are afraid to walk into a studio. And oftentimes I'll be like, I've heard people, oh, I went to that studio and they were rude to me or they were this to me. And I was like, fascinating. I've been there hundreds of times. I've never experienced that. And granted, it could be the way you look. It could be how you approach people. It could be a hundred different things. My, my thing is I'm always curious to know what energy did you walk into? That's, that's it. What, uh, what energy, energy did you bring with you, bring you through right. the door? Did you bring with you? Not walk into. What did you bring with you? Did you bring in the anticipation yes. that you were going to have a hard time be rejected, be looked at, be made other. And therefore anything that happened that remotely felt like, can you move your mat over three and just see, they don't want me next to them. Holy shit. No, maybe she just needs more room. Don't start making stories up. But if you've got the energy that I'm going to be rejected, that it's about my race and my color 24 seven, then everything will be about your race and your color 24 seven. And that's not to take away from the actual situations that happen that are about race and color. Cause I know that those do happen. There are white people that walk in with that attitude. Listen, I'm going to be respected, Two of my white right? friends went to uh, um, a Zumba class that was led by a black teacher who has a predominantly black following, and they were nervous. They didn't know. They were concerned that they were going to be vibed. And they were met with open arms and, girl, you could dance and have some fun with us. And all this cool vibe was going on. And they were like, that was really awesome. And I was like, so what, you see, but you see what I mean? You walked in there with the idea that you were going to be rejected based on what? Based on what? On what you heard or a story that happened to another friend. Look what you would have missed out on had you not gone because you assumed that you weren't welcome. That's it. Exactly. Wow. There's a lot of anger everywhere sure. right now. And it's like, are you going to let your anger be the thing that leads through the doorway? Or are you going to sit down and maybe think about that a little bit and try and approach it from a different space? Because- all you're going to do when you're angry is just make other people angry. And it's just going to be this whole big pissing match right. of who, who's been injured more, who's more angry than somebody else, who's, you know, and it's like, okay, so nobody's perfect. Everybody's made mistakes. Some generations made massive mistakes mm -hmm. and did horrible, awful mm -hmm. things. So are we going to let that continue to keep us apart? Or are we going to say, you know, if we come together, if we learn more about each other, if we work together, if we learn how to appreciate each other, then doesn't that work better? I mean, do, do you do you really want to hold on to that anger every minute of every day of your life for the rest of your life? You know what? I'm going to say it's like this. The woman who's been abused, yeah. okay? The woman who's been abused in a relationship, physically abused in a relationship, she can carry that anger, shame, all these things into every relationship thereafter. We all know that the healing has to start with her and her forgiveness yep. of, of herself, herself, right? For numerous reasons on numerous levels, but also forgiveness of the person who hurt her. Not because you're absolving them of what they did or condoning what they did, right? But forgiveness and saying, you hurt me, I'm gonna let that go though so that I can move forward. You were a damaged person who entered into a relationship with your drama and your shit 
and your horrible upbringing, whatever led you to hit. And that's your sad fucking story. And I'm going to forgive you for bringing that sad fucking story into our relationship so that I can move forward. Not because it makes you a good person or I'm going to absolve you of what you did. The thing is that I want to say to that woman, too, is that you can't wait for the apology to come. You can forgive them, but there's no don't wait for the reciprocation of, yeah, you're right. And I'm sorry I did that. Right. Because you may may never get what you need from that. other. And when it comes to race, I understand why. As people of color, we are so hurt and upset because at the end of the day, sometimes all we want to hear is the acknowledgement that, yes, it fucking happened and it was horrible and shit. We should have done that. And I'm so sad and I'm sorry. Right. The thing is, though, is that we can't wait for it. We can't internalize it and make it into anger to force people to get to that point of apology. We need to go, okay, that shit happened and it was horrific. It was horrific. And here is who we are right now. And what we have the ability to do is to come together and to use the people who do, who are not people of color, who want to support us and let them come in and help us, allow them to help, right? Not do it for us, but allow them to help. But we have to A, forgive ourselves. We have to forgive the shit that happened in the past, not waiting for the apology or the reparations or any of that bullshit. And we need to move forward because we are so powerful when we are working together, right? And learning how to come together first as people of color to support each other and also to acknowledge those who are not necessarily directly in the community of people of color, but want to help and support us and allow them to do so and to be open to having the conversations that might be difficult, to be open to having the conversations with the people who want to touch your hair or comment on while it's prettier than other black girls or other bullshit and explain to them why that's not okay to say and how this whole thing started in the first place and why you even think that way and to take the time to get them there, right? But you can't be mad and just, my feeling is I'm not gonna walk around just being mad forever at white people for what the fuck happened. I'm gonna be looking for the people now that wanna work with me because of who I am, who wanna move forward because of what I do, right? And are there to support the larger vision and the picture. Does it mean I negate that what happens with the police and people of color? No. Does it mean I negate the times that I know I had I, I know people are getting passed up for positions possibly because of the color of their skin or how their hair looks? No. I'm not negating that those things happen. But what my wish for people when they are in that situation is that you don't assume that this is the way it will always be every time you go for a job or walk into a German yeah. music hall or anything. <laughs> That you don't walk in with the assumption that it will happen again and again and again, that you allow everybody to show up new and fresh, that you come into every situation with that energy that I am just going to be me and I will find the people who who want to be who resonate, who resonate with, with me. Who I, you know, your whatever energy you put right. out is the energy you draw back in. And in, the an interesting comment that Sadie made to me, and this has been many, many years ago, because I told her, I said, I feel like I've made some of the same mistakes over and over mm-hmm. and over. And she said, Sherry, she said, I believe that we receive the energy and the information and the answers or the ideas, whatever it is, we receive all of that in the exact moment that we're ready to receive it. And it may be that that stuff comes and bounces up against you multiple times before you are able to see it, 
hear it, accept it, and process right. it. So she said, "Don't you know? You can't have the expectation that just because you've made a mistake, that you won't make the same mistake or a version right. of that same mistake again until you are ready to actually receive that information. And you're ready whenever you're right. ready, right? There's no, there's no right, wrong, or or specified time. It's when it shows up and you're ready and able to receive it. And I just." I thought that was so, it was the exact thing I needed to hear at that particular point in time, right? So I, I think that when we, and you know, that's happened to me when I walked into a space and I haven't known anybody and I feel uncomfortable or I feel like I stick, I mean, <laughs> I went to, I went to PodCon 2 in Seattle uh -huh. in January. And <laughs> what is that? Um, it, it's all about podcasting, oh, okay. right? And it, it's the first time I've ever been to a con anything. I've never gone to Comic Con or, you know, done anything like that, right? And and I'm new, I'm a newbie to podcasting. I taught myself how to do all of it. I thought this might be a great way to go and like learn some things and 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 I realized that in some of these things I went to listen to that I probably knew more than some of the people that were there. And and it was just an interesting dichotomy of people. And I felt way overdressed and i probably i felt like maybe i shouldn't have washed my hair that day to fit and i started thinking of all of the things that maybe i should have done to fit in better <clears throat> and then then my friend lenice who is this gorgeous beautiful woman mm -hmm. who happens to be a woman of mm -hmm. color and she's very proud and she's she's just this and she's had shit in yeah. her life that she's had to get through but she's this very pragmatic woman and she said, Sherry, she said, you're always going to stick out in a room. And I said, well, I can't do anything about the fact that I'm almost six foot tall. And when I wear, you know, any kind of heel, I'm taller than most people. She said, that's not what I'm talking about. She said, you have a presence. You walk in and you have confidence. She said, you walk in and you stand up tall. You walk in and you look around and you look people in the eye. She says, whether you feel confident or not, she said, that's what's coming out of you. That's what's being telegraphed out. And she said, and for some people, that's a very scary thing. And I said, so what am I supposed to do? Dumb it down? And she said, no. But she said, just be aware. Mm -hmm. She said, you expect everyone to like you. And I said, well, yeah. I said, I'm... <laughs> I'm a likable person. And she said, I know, but there are going to be people out there that are going to feel less than you or intimidated by you or whatever it is. And she said, and you are a moving force of energy. So you might need to be aware of that so that you don't just turn up the wattage too high. For some and I, you know, I didn't see that because nobody sees the fact that there are days when I have so little self-confidence that I make myself do something right. Or days that I, I don't want to get out of bed and get dressed to go and face another day of having to talk to people or do, you know, whatever it is. And so I never really looked at it that way. In, in, and it's like, I've had people tell me when I apply for jobs, you need to dumb it down a little bit. I can't dumb it down. I don't want to work for somewhere that expects me to be dumber than I am. You are not going to dim that light. Right. No, you are not going to dim that light. And, you know, I used to dim the light. Yeah. Oh, I did too. I, did. I would walk I did in a room too. and I would purposely dim the light to make others feel more comfortable or to be liked. Because I had a lot of situations where I was liked as a kid. And there were a lot of situations where there was a girl who would not like me, who would refuse to be my friend yes. or yeah. a group of people who would not, who would just vibe me for whatever reason. 
So, you know, my thing was like, well, I want everyone to like me, right? And it's important that everyone likes me and, and make sure that we're friends. And so I would dim my light. And I remember this was way back when I was an actor and I walked into the room for class and my teacher literally watching me walk across. It was like the room was full. I was the last one in. It's like walking across and I'm kind of like, you know, trying to be, come over here. Quiet. I'm like, come over here. I was like, what? He's like, do you know you dim your light when you walk in the room? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you dim your light. I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, why are you doing that? He's like, well, you know, people get uncomfortable. I want to fit in. I don't want to stand out. I want people to be comfortable around me. I don't want people to vibe me funny. I don't want people to think that I'm better, that I think I'm better than I am or to think I'm stuck up because I would get that a lot. She's stuck up. People would just. Yeah, me too. And a lot of times it would just be a self-protective measure as I'm just going to kind of. I'm just because I'm so self-conscious, actually. I'm trying to just really yes. tight and quiet and small and I'm not really stuck up at all. I just want you to talk to me, but I'm trying to be like. I'm afraid. Exactly. I'm afraid. And right, yeah. he looked at me. He's like, you don't you ever do that again. He's like, I from this moment on, your sole assignment is to stop dimming your light when you walk in a room. If others cannot handle your shine, those are not your people. And I'm, you know, paraphrasing, yeah. but that's essentially what he told me. Like, this is not, they're not the people for you. But when you, also, how old were you? Uh, I was about 20, you know, it was like 27, like early, like late 20s. Like, yeah, because like we had just moved to LA. So about 27, 28 when that happened. Uh, and then so did that, that really resonated with you at that oh, particular stuck, point in time. You it were stuck like, with me. Yeah, uh, because I was, yeah. I would do it all the time. And I, and I, and actually I was, I was playing dumb when he first asked me, but I was quite aware of what I was doing. And it was just so that I wouldn't get called something or be perceived. Sometimes it's a self-protective measure, you know? You do yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a friend yeah. in college well, tell me that, you know, we're best friends now, but he's like, you walked in the room and I was like, oh, who's that girl? She's like hot and thinks she's all that. He's like, then you sat down next to me and he's like, you said something so incredibly weird and goofy. And he's like, I was like, He's like, oh, she's not like that at all. And I was all like, ooh, like, didn't like, and he's like, oh my God. And we were like best friends by the end of the class. And he's right. like, you didn't come in that way. So I just didn't know what to expect. And you seemed so, when you walked in and I was like, well, A, I was a dancer. So I was told to stand up straight, forgive me. Yes, see, <laughs> me too. Right, so B, me standing tall is just part of what I was taught to do. And then. I never slouched, yes. thankfully, and but I, yeah, but but that's intimidating to people, is. right? When you yeah, have that, that good way. body placement and you walk into a room with presence, because as a dancer, you have to have presence. So I started dancing at four, and I when people would say that to me, they're like, "Oh, you probably have presence," and I'm like, "What does that mm -hmm. mean?" I, I didn't understand what it was, and I always felt other because there were very few people I knew that were dancers mm -hmm. in in school. Um, I, you know, and I played softball at the same time. So I played softball for my dad and I played, I did ballerie, ballet for my mother. And so there are two very divergent things going on there at the same time. But, you know, it's just, I always felt other. And what this guy said to you at 27, it took me until I was 48 to realize, right? That, you know, that when you, you don't have to, to do that. But I just kept thinking if I just try and do what everyone expects me to do, or I say the right thing or I do the right thing, then people will like me or love me or accept me or whatever it was, because I, I never felt like I was good enough if I didn't try to do all of those things. And then I woke up and realized I can't make everybody happy and I'm fucking miserable yeah. and I don't want to be miserable yeah. anymore. That part, that part. <laughs> yeah. 
So and so's happy. My friends all love what's going on, but I'm in here dying slowly. I'm dying. Crazy? Yeah. Like, yeah. I tell people all the time, like yeah. the consequence of you breaking yes. your back to just be accepted and make others happy is killing you. Like you won't even be around to enjoy it. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is we so want to be a part of the tribe as humans, our genetic code is we are mm -hmm. tribal people. Mm -hmm. And if we don't feel a part of the tribe, then that is anxiety producing space right there. Every minute of every day. Tribe, though, and that's what we're not taught. That's correct. To find that's your people. Correct. That's mm -hmm. correct. On that note, we have gone like this is going to be the longest oh, episode. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. It, there was there are times when there's so there's too much good stuff going on for me to to stop. And so this conversation is awesome. I am so glad that we both hung in there and we made this happen that you were willing to give yourself the time and space you needed to go through all the transitions and still be interested in coming to to do this with yeah. me because I just think this conversation that we've had today is incredibly important and I celebrate you and I am so thankful that you're Thank here. Thank you and I feel the same way. Brittany told me I would love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was like, I already dig her already just from her posts and what have you, but just talking and interacting with you, like you really are just such an awesome person and what you're up to. And I kept thinking, how do I get to visit? I like to visit, even though I never get to, but oh. I love to fantasize that one day I can travel and visit all the people I dig. And I, well, that's my thing too, is, you know, I've met Brittany, I've met several people that I've yeah. met on social media in person and almost to a person, it has gone tremendously. Yeah. Those that are meant to stay in my life have stayed yeah. in my life and those that were not, you know, have moved on. I, I have this vision in my head that I'd like to do some sort of a woman's retreat. Yeah. And then I would also love to be able at some point in time to have some sort of a gathering for the ladies of the pod. Oh, that's so good. So that all of the ladies who have joined me on the pod, yeah. that we can all get together and just have a weekend together yeah. somewhere where we can sit around and talk about life and just hang out because every single woman that has said yes to my invitation has been incredible in their very own right. That just this, I have learned so much from all of these women and it is my true passion to bring these stories out into the world. And it is my true honor to be able to be the person to bring them forward. So um, keep that in mind. So we'll try and work that out somehow that if we can't get together in one huge yeah. group that maybe we can break it down into smaller groups. But that's sort of my vision is how do we bring the ladies of the pod together it. for some sort of a, you know, great situation where we can laugh and share together and do some yoga or do whatever it is that we want to do, but to be able to bring that community together in a fit. Cause I get to see you guys on the video when I talk, when we do the sure. interviews, but to be able to see everybody together in the same room, that's my that goal. Would be, that so. would be so, you're a fucking rock star. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that we put this together and thank you again for your time and, uh, Everybody stay tuned. This is going to be a long one, but you got to come back and listen to it all the way through because it's a great, great conversation. All right. Thanks for Thank joining you. us today. We'll be back soon. Bye.